0: If you love Sports Bazaar, why wouldn't you want to sign up to Bazaar Plus, our membership program, for even more episodes? Just go to the link in the show notes to sign up.
1: It's sports bizarre. Jeez, there's a lot to like in this story. It's getting more ridiculous as it goes on. The
0: hunt for the weirdest.
1: What are you talking about? Are you serious? What? So Could... many questions. Okay, I'm going to have to stop you here. <laughs> strangest. This is a masterpiece of stupidity. It's going to get stranger and stranger. I'm quite exhausted. Most unbelievable. If you wrote this as a movie, people wouldn't believe Stories it. Stories to ever occur. An epic tale of woe, joy, nutty behaviour. The fact that it's not more well known. is just the strangest. Thing. in the world of sports. This is going to get juicy here, isn't it? <laughs> we, we should open a window or something.
0: Sports <laughs> bizarre. How many testicles did he have? 8 Found <laughs> running naked down a major street in Chicago. <laughs> this, of course, is the last time organised crime and boxing with Cross over Got up in a press conference. We're here to announce <laughs> we've swapped our wives.
1: What is going on? It's time for the leaders of the hunt. what household names for me. But... Surely a red flag.
0: It's Titus O'Reilly and Mick Malloy.
1: Welcome back to Sports Bazaar with Titus O'Reilly, of course, and my good self, Mick Malloy. Titus, what are you bringing to the table today? Talk me through it. Well, we
0: talked a while ago about curses in sport. We had the curses of the black cats. Wow. Remember buried at the ground of (laughs) racing club,
1: which was... Wow. Thank God they found that last cat. That's (laughs) all I'm saying.
0: And I reckon, like, there's something about sport with superstitions and curses that even the sanest person that, would not believe in a horoscope. Would not believe in anything like that.
1: Is this particular to any sport? Is there one that it's, you reckon is more baseball's very superstitious? Baseball's isn't very superstitious, that? but football is too football is too. I know um, tennis players won't shave during a tournament or some won't change their socks or Yeah,
0: and there's certain sports where you can't touch the championship cup or you'll curse yourself and all this. So (laughs) I just love a curse and we can do more curses down the future. But i picked out a few of my favourites. Fire away. For this week, which I love. And you're
1: not a superstitious man, are you? Uh, Not inherently, but (laughs) look, if something goes well on game day, I am likely to repeat it. Do you know every sports fan I know, and if you're not a sports fan, you don't get this,
0: will say they tune into their team playing on television and they're winning, and then they start losing. They'll go, this is because I turned on the television. Totally. And you'll really believe that.
1: Where a non-sports person will go, you're mad. This has no correlation. I was with a group of friends once, and one of them started singing the team song before the final siren. Amazingly, there was a massive turnaround, and to this day, his (laughs) friends blame him for (laughs) losing that match. So one
0: of my favourite... Because it's just so bizarre. You wouldn't have this in any other. You said baseball. Yes. So there's some famous baseball curses. The Curse of the Bambino, one of the famous ones with the Red Sox and the I Yankees understood. when they yep. traded Babe Ruth. But to get the greatest one, you have to go to Japan.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: Japanese baseball is next level wow. intense, right? So I've been to Japan quite a few times and been to the baseball.
1: Where do they get their love of baseball from? Because that's. Almost a national sport. Yeah, well, after the war where the Americans were there
0: and rebuilding the country and stuff, it really took off in a massive way and was huge. And then there was a bunch of tours where big American baseball players like Mickey Mantle and stuff went and did tours through Japan. Right. And it just took off. And it is massively popular. And over there, the Yumuri Giants, which are based in Tokyo, at the Tokyo Dome, they're the big, successful, rich club, right? And the runner-up club that is... Arguably more passionately supported, but slightly yes. smaller, is the Hanshin Tigers.
1: So okay. this is who we're going to be talking about today. And can I ask off the bat? Do they have all the same accompanying hoo ha Do they have mascots? Do yep. they have the organ playing? They do
0: it even more for them. so the in the stands, the players—it's more like football chants yes. and participation than baseballs in America. So the Hanshin Tigers, for example, <laughs> gets to about <laughs> the seventh inning. They all sing the Tigers' fight song in unison. I've wow. been there while they do this. It's amazing. There's goosebumps? It, yeah. And then they all blow up these long balloons <laughs> and then release them all at once. And they okay. all
1: shoot up in the air. Wow. We can put a picture of it. Like that's winning really or losing? That's yeah, their, that's what they do. Right? Are they just normal balloons? Or are they like balloon animals? Or do they?
0: No, they're just normal balloons. Their main rivals the Urimuri Giants. Yep. And the Hanson Tigers are sort of, it's a bit like the Boston Red Sox versus the Yankees. They're... The Hanjin Tigers are the more passionate supporters but right. longer-suffering supporters, <laughs> while the Giants are bigger, richer, and winner more more So, But the Hanjin Tigers, they're, they're in the Kansai region, which is Osaka, Kyoto, Kobe, all that sort of yep. area. It's the second biggest area, metropolitan area outside of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Huge amount of people, and it's a great place to travel through. They just love the Hanjin Tigers. There's a word in Japanese, torachikichi and it describes the fans, and it translates to Tiger Maniac. I like it. These guys are known for being fanatical, and often at away games even, they will massively outnumber the local go side because they just travel everywhere, go everywhere. They also had a reputation for a long time for rough behavior and a willingness to brawl with other fans. So you don't think uh, of this no, in Japan. Yes. And
1: Japanese people as polite and they very normally are and even tempered. Well I went to the Tokyo Dome and I got a ticket late and it was
0: just me and I had standing room only area I was in about 10 people in each. So it's yes. me and nine other Japanese people. I don't speak Japanese at all and they didn't speak no. English. But we somehow managed to end up in a round together drinking. <laughs>
1: I like that. It was
0: great fun. They just had like – so they're, they're normally pretty good. Mm-hmm. But the Tigers have been around since 936 and they have only won one Japanese series in that time. So it's that's a very like poor return. For like the big second biggest club. The last time they won was in 1985 and this is where the curse began. All right. The curse. Curse is known as the curse
1: of the colonel. So Which Colonel Gaddafi, Colonel Sanders, Colonel, colonel... Sanders. Oh, no way! <laughs> You're kidding me! No? <laughs> they suffer. Yeah, if, if you have a look at my physique, I've been suffering <laughs> from the curse of Colonel Sanders for some I time now. It.
0: Can you believe, like, you jokingly guessed I it just, and you were
1: spot on? I, just, sp- I thought I was being stupid. No. i have got to lower the tone here. You think about how, <laughs> of all the curses Colonel you can have. Sanders. They have the curse of Colonel Sanders. Wow. I, okay, you have my full attention. <laughs> I need to know where this is going. So we're going to go back to 1985. 85? The, the last time There's a walked- bucket involved. Is there a bucket? <laughs> get involved at any level. Well,
0: the Haechi Tigers they faced the Cebu Lions. They won this year the Japanese series. Mm. And the fan base, you could imagine, they've been around since 1936 and haven't won anything. Yeah. To win this was huge. huge, right? So they go wild and they one of the things they did is they hijacked a train. <laughs> I was so excited they yeah, hijacked That's a big thing because
1: you have to understand the trains run on time in Japan. Yeah, that's right. You, you know when to do it. Yeah. It'll be here in 30 yeah, seconds. even though they hijacked it, they still made all their stops on
0: time. <laughs> it still ran better than a Western train. So they what? hijacked the train. The other thing they did is at the Ibusa Bridge over the uh, Dotonbori River in Osaka is where everyone gathers after a big victory right. in, in this area of Japan. So they all gathered there on October 16, 1985. And they're all starting to gather there to celebrate. And it got very raucous, right? The Dotobori River is a man-made canal that goes back to the early Edo era. So it's very old, this old, old canal that's been there forever. (laughs) And so they're all around this celebrating this big win. And they all start chanting the different players' names. Great. And as they chant, you know, number one, whoever the player was, one of the Japanese fans who resembled that player and had was wearing that number jersey yeah. would jump into the river. Was this pre-organized? It sort of just developed. That that bit hadn't happened before. Leaping into the canal had, but this was sort of Is he doing it like a
1: dive or a bomb? Yeah, or they would a, bomb into or a horsey. It. Like, <laughs> What's he doing?
0: But it was so they went through the whole roster. So they go, you know, number one, number two, naming all the players, all the Japanese players. And it was all going really well and everyone was having a great time. Sounds like a And there's a lot of players on a baseball side, right? So, you know, finally, though, they got to their star player, an import from America, a guy by the name of, and this is one of my favorite sporting names ever, Randy Bass.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Randy Bass. Randy
0: Bass was a six-foot-one, huge American slugger with a beard. So they look around all the Japanese fans and go, none of us look like Randy Bass. Who's going to jump in? And they actually stopped the celebration for a second and go, what are we going to do? We, we a, want to continue doing it. We need to ring him. Someone that looks like Randy Bass. So a solution's quickly found after someone spotted a Colonel Sanders statue outside the local KOC. <laughs> <laughs> and this, oh, was a, this was a big statue. It was 5'9", <laughs> <and> 26 <laughs> kilos. And they went, well, this is the closest we we'll to <laughs> Randy Bass. He's not Japanese and he's got a beard. Bring it on. What more do you want? Chuck him in the river. So they chuck him in the canal, <laughs> <laughs> and they all go up in celebration. get oh, done. Job done. This is fantastic. The next day, when they've all sobered up, a few of the Japanese, the Tigers fans, feel a bit bad and go and try and get the statue out of the river, but they can't find it. They feel. <laughs> <laughs> and this is very Japanese. When you leave the baseball, everyone picks up their rubbish, everyone, and puts it all in these. Those people stand there with a the big plastic bags at each of the exits and. There is it's no incredible. need for a cleaner, right? I've heard
1: stories. I know someone who's, yeah. who left a scarf on a train yeah. in Japan and they were told by locals, no, 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 ring the police station. They'll, it'll be there. It'll yeah. be there. And yeah. they're laughing, going, oh, okay, I'll play your little game. Yeah. And rang the police station and they rang back, going, yeah, we've got it. And then they sent it back to them. Yeah. That train had not been hijacked, by the way. <laughs> by the Hanson Tigers fans. Can I ask, when you hijack a train, yeah. you can't take it anywhere other than where it's designed to go. Hi, <laughs> right, we have a train <laughs> and we're going to take it to its scheduled destination <laughs> unless you do the following. I know, like, you said the you, police come in and go,
0: Right, first thing we need to do is figure out where they're going. (laughs) (laughs) I've narrowed it down. Okay. And so when I was in Japan, like yeah, after the baseball each time I remember, we all tied up all our rubbish. Like everyone does it too, so you feel bad if you don't. Everyone cleans up after themselves. And when I was in Ginza, which is the sort of rich shopping area, it was so clean and manicured. I felt like I was on a Hollywood set, like a fake it was seemed not real. It was so clean, like there was nothing out of place, no leaves or rubbish or anything like you're so, in a matrix Did yeah you think you're in a matrix I, well i often do
1: <laughs> I often feel like i'm in a computer simulation <laughs> i'm having deja vu right now so
0: they literally show up and try and retrieve it but they can't find it yeah sunk into the the canal hasn't gone over the
1: waterfall like no in no movie it's just sunk over. there
0: and so the urban legend begins that this sort of impulsive maneuver has angered the colonel <laughs> the spirit of the colonel Oh. And the colonel is angry. He's angry. <laughs> so this is where the the curse starts, and the and the curse states that the Tigers will not win a championship again until the statue is recovered. All right. And this at first is seen as a bit silly, but you got to remember, t- within the next two seasons, the ancient Tigers who've just won start to go off the rails. Randy Bass, the American, <laughs> <laughs> how's he taking it by the way? Has well, he found out about? The curse no. hits him almost straight away. Oh, my God. So within the, the next season, it starts to not go as well. And then he'd been he'd been in six seasons in Major League Baseball, five different teams, before going to Japan. He became a big success in Japan. First year leads the Ancient wow. Tigers to their success. He becomes one of the most powerful hitters in Japanese baseball ever. And so everyone is thrilled with him. His surname transcribed in… I can't say this because it's Japanese writing, but the way you transcribe it and write it is it looks like the word, instead of um, bass, it looks like bus. So they actually changed how they pronounce and write his name because the Hanshin Tigers are owned by the Hanshin Electric Railway Company Limited. (laughs) (laughs) Who wouldn't have been happy about the train hijacking? Oh, no. And they owned a bus line called Hanshin Bus during his playing career, and they were worried to the point where they changed his pronunciation of his name in Japanese. Not in his in Japanese, because bus. They were worried that the newspapers would write things such as Hanshin Bus unstoppable if he did well, or Hanshin Bus explodes if he hits a home run. They were generally worried about gotcha. this. So this is sort of what they're like. So they were worried that it would have a negative impact. So they tweaked the pronunciation of his name. But then in 1988, his son was diagnosed with brain cancer, cured and is still alive, thankfully. But it meant he had to leave the Hanshin Tigers to go back to America to get all the treatment, Is that considered part of the Well, it partly was because he left. And then the Hanshin Tigers set came out and said, he left without our permission. Even though he had a pretty good reason. Yeah. He I'll left allow without it. he he, yeah. he left without our permission. This is outrageous. And they fire him publicly. Jesus. It's not a good look, right? It then turns He's out He's gone from hero to, to villain. Zero in- Bass then produces a tape, and I don't know what, it doesn't ever say why he had the tape, but he had a tape where he got authorization from the general manager that he was allowed to leave. And so this comes out and shames the general manager to the point where he ends up committing suicide. So, the curse okay. has straight away come in and been this full on. They need to get this thing. Colonel Sanders statue on quick sticks. And so, suddenly, everyone thinks, well, this is true. And the reason they think that the curse of Colonel Sanders. i going to laugh every time you say <laughs> it, okay? So, to understand this, you've got to understand KFC in Japan. Same colors as the flag, the yeah, KFC. I don't, that, that's <laughs> what they based it <laughs> off. Um, oh, so KFC was the second major fast-food chain after McDonald's to open in the 70s yep. in Japan when the country was sort of after the rebuild, after the war, and suddenly it's coming into its own. You're starting to see the beginning of the Japanese financial boom. Yep. You know, they start to sure. be semi-westernizing. They're imp- exporting things to America. Baseball and Kentucky Fried Chicken. They're in a Sounds baseball. Like it's done. And suddenly here comes... After all the devastation of the war is sort of behind them, the, the next generation were now coming into being in charge. Yeah. Here comes what they see as the colonel, who's this kindly American who delivers fried chicken to the masses. Sure. And he becomes massively popular. And KFC actually started in Japan. It first was introduced at the Osaka World Fair, which is where the ancient Tigers. Are from yeah, and so it spread out from that Kansai region. So it was especially popular in that region to yes. begin with. So it goes everywhere, and even to this day, KFC remains the most popular meal for Christmas dinner in Japan. So if you go to Japan, <laughs> so
1: instead of carving into a turkey, you yeah. just lift the lid off a bucket a of bucket. Kentucky. <laughs> what about the zinger? Are they okay with the zinger? Is that too too much? No, Is I think that- zinger. There's nothing nicer than getting a zinger under the tree. <laughs> Hanging in them on the tree like baubles. <laughs> yeah, so they love all the- Potato and gravy? Do they, are they big on potato yeah, and gravy? KFC... What's the big <laughs> movers in Japan? What is it? <laughs> I don't know what's the biggest, but I they love the all of it. I don't care for their wraps. Call me old school. You don't like the KFC raps? I, I don't like the wraps. I'm old school. I want- Yeah, I, I'm not I huge like on the raps. burger. I'm okay with a bit of zinger. Do you go with the zinger? I'm a bucket like, you man? Like the hot I'm a bucket zinger? fan. You're a bucket man. Do you know what? This is a true story. In Australia, the bucket was suspended. And I was on radio at the time and mounted a entire campaign to bring back the bucket yeah. and mobilised forces to the point where KFC wrote to the radio station and said, we're doing it. That and getting the ashtray back in the Holden <laughs> were two of my greatest achievements. But do go on. This, this paints a wonderful picture of you and your public health advocacy. An ashtray back in the
0: Holden. Did they put the ashtray back in the Holden? They did. You uh, ran for, a campaign for, for, and they did it. And they did it for, a, for a limited
1: period of time, 92, 93. <laughs> <laughs> and we went bonkers, and they. What about they, the cigarette lighter? I was like lighter. an Australian lick What
0: about the I cigarette was, lighter?
1: I think the cigarette lighter was still there at the time because people were using it to charge. things. Well, they had that,
0: yeah, yeah. No, but now they, they don't have the actual lighter bit. They've got the, still the charging thing. But remember, as a kid, they would – It's pretty wild to think <laughs> every car had this hot thing because I remember burning myself. Oh, no, absolutely was killed, right, yeah, everyone uh, did.
1: Or the vinyl as seats were largely but isn't that amazing. Like, safety was just not a thing for when I grew up. But could you imagine? The pride I felt when I went through the drive through ordered my bucket and putting my cigarette <laughs> Asht- out in the ashtray, I go, I am a giant. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> so, I can mould public policy and oh, oh, multinational corporations to my will. Where's my statue? So Christmas dinner is Kentucky the number time.
0: one KFC is the number one Christmas dinner in Japan. There you go. Now, I they're not Christians necessarily, but they like Christmas. <laughs> so why not have KFC? Sure. Now, the real Colonel Harlan Sanders visited Japan three times. So big was Was he like mobbed? was it like Elvis? Yeah, it was, was huge it like at the airport? Yeah, it was huge. And in fact, in front of the thousand KFCs across the country, Pretty much everyone has a white plastic statue of him in front of it. How's so it? he
1: is ubiquitous in Japan, is and it? I've been there, and he's everywhere. And when he travel around? In Western country, in like a pope or something? Was he? <laughs> what, how was he? Was he <laughs> royal waving in the zingermanville? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what. It, but he was that popular. Like he came over, and they all loved him, and he did goodwill tours. And now I'm imagining his statue. Like the one of Jesus in Rio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like giant on top of a mountaintop. Yeah. With the arms out, maybe holding a bucket.
0: Thanks to you, he can have a bucket. <laughs> and so he all these statues have them, and restaurants actually decorate the kernel all the time as like a samurai or characters from Dragon Ball Z, which is very popular. Magna over there and so he's sort of in the pop culture too. And he and he's really well known not just as a fast food sort of character. He's like a Japanese character almost. And this curse that came along has had sinister depictions of him in um, media. Like there's a magna called um, Hiragushu, When They Cry Anime. It's a magna and he is a cartoon. He's in that and the curse was a prominent part of the plot. Of the plot. And he's this sinister guy. And there's also this association with Japanese folk tales that are very common of objects can come to life after a hundred years and the okay. kernels often been thought of to in that well they sort of so it all feeds into all this stuff that the kernel is not the kernel oh, yeah. like he is to you and i over there he's he like is. this pop culture pseudo spiritual kind <laughs> yeah, yeah. of being And can
1: uh, get involved on the dark side.
0: Yeah, you sort of – and so then you got the curse that comes in, right? Good Lord. So the story gets more popular. In 1988, there's an episode called Detective Night Scoop. It's detective exclamation mark, night scoop, exclamation – night spelt with a K. Okay. And it's a program where a team of detectives attempt to solve mysteries posed to them by viewers in Japan. Very popular. And in this episode, a Hanshin Tigers fan asked the show to find the statue – Because since 80, this is three years after it, they hadn't won much and it's looking bad. And you've had Randy Bass go home, all these problems happen.
1: It's like trying to find the Loch Ness Monster or something or or raise the Titanic. This is a massive. And if
0: we don't, we're not
1: going to win a. Championship ever yeah. again. Gotcha.
0: So the, in that
1: episode, they look out
0: to find it and they send people down and divers, divers. and stuff like that. They send a mini-sub? <laughs> Do they ever send a... No? A submersible? No, no, they don't. They send divers down, though. And we'll get to why they maybe didn't find it in a sec. But they couldn't find it. But this spread the story everywhere. This was a primetime television talking yeah. about this case. So everyone starts to... Believe it. And the the hosts again say, you know, unless the statue found and cleaned, they add a new bit to this curse. Oh, you right. got to find it and clean it and treat it with the respect. The Tigers will never win a championship again. And then the Tigers seem to, in 1992, <laughs> after having nothing since 1995, they seem on the verge of winning again in 1992, but they don't end up making it. People raise the curse. And once again, um, as they lead into potentially getting into the championships, which they fall short of, they again send divers down and they actually dredge the river too and again fail to find the statue. Oh, Fans God. actually go and apologise to the store manager. <laughs> this is it's not a seven years later. Do they have a visual or anything? Yeah, no, or? well, they go and um, apologise
1: <laughs> <The Kentucky laughs> to Bright the Chicken store franchise. manager.
0: To the actual store manager, they all come and say, we're so sorry, we'd like to apologise. Do they all need a moist (laughs) towel? Yeah, they're really upset. That's right, (laughs) these are a fresher towel. In an attempt to remove the curse, fans also make repeated offerings to the other statues of the Colonel around that area.
1: Uh, They're trying to curry favour. Curry favour with the spirit of Colonel Sands. They're putting offerings down. Can you have a word to him? We're good... We We're apologize. sorry, we didn't mean it. So they think of chucking another one in. <laughs> <But> <laughs>
0: we need, at least, maybe we need more. We need more. He's lonely. In 2002, in the World Cup for baseball, it's usually the Hanshin Tigers, but in 2002, Japan beat Tunisia in soccer yes. in the World Cup. And 500 fans jump into the canal again as celebration, which shows this tradition even though the Hanshin Tigers aren't yeah. winning. The tradition of jumping in the count now is still We're very still alive, even though there's this curse of the kernel. Which brings us to 2003. It looks like the Tigers, suddenly they have this unexpectedly very strong season. Here we go. Where they go on and win the 2003 Central League, not the which then qualifies them into the playoffs. But, but they're but looking good. They haven't right? won that for since but going back to 1985. It's been a long time, you know, sort of 18 years, sure. very lean. And this means that they're going to get into the Japanese series, the, their equivalent of the World Series. And many newspapers start speculating that the curse of the kernel has been broken. This is great. So in advance of this, scientists come out and discourage fans from jumping in the canal because they reported it's full of toxic sludge thanks to the exhaust fumes from passing cars and pollution from the nearby industrial plants. Okay. So they warn that the waterway is full of particles of heavy metals like lead, zinc, dioxins, and E. coli bacteria. That doesn't saying, sound good. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> One of the professors from it said heavy metals are basically poisons. It's crazy to dive into a place like Don't do this. Don't do it. Don't do it. The Osaka City Office of River Administration, they tried to clean up the waterway in July removing big garbage such as discarded bicycles that had been dumped there, which why is it always bikes thrown <laughs> into rivers? <laughs> I'm going to say it's not just <laughs> us who the do The problem was even though they dredged or got rid of bikes and all like shopping trolleys and stuff, there's still and this might have been why no one could ever find the kernel. Yes. Is while the river the canal's fairly deep, at the bottom of the canal is a meter deep toxic sludge. Oh my god. So they reckon that the dives couldn't find it because they didn't go into the, sludge. into the sludge. The Osaka health authorities were very worried that if the Hanshin tigers when the Titan jump in, they're gonna stir up stir that up the sludge. Stir up, next
1: thing you know. Yeah. So
0: drinking water is meant to have the amount of lead in Japan, the government accepted level of lead in drinking water is zero point zero one parts per million. Yes. The sludge contains two hundred and ten parts per million. Okay. That's a a little over the odds.
1: We're really over the odds. It's not good.
0: They also said that the concentration of E. coli bacteria in the water is more than five times the level that's accepted to swimmers. (laughs) They said if accidentally swallowed, the E. coli alone could cause diarrhea, fever, and any cuts would be instantly infected. Fans were so enthusiastic about winning the Central League, though they jumped in anyway. Yeah,
1: we hear you. Thanks for the warning. uh, We're going in. And one of them dra- they got a little peg on the nose, like one are those synchronized swimming. So
0: they reckon that instead of them calling out individual players this time, this is, they hadn't won the championship yet. They just got into it. Five thousand three hundred fans plunge into the canal all at once. All at once. One of them ends it's like up the Ganges, yeah, It's like a
1: Japanese version of it. The- it's massive.
0: One of them ends up drowning in the chaos. Okay. So the curse is, that is that seen as got curse? this evil element to it, right? So. The council says, right, that's it. We're going to construct a new bridge and it's going to make it much harder to jump off because we're just sick of this. (laughs) The Japanese series starts and KFC outlets across Kobe and Osaka move their Colonel Sanders statues inside until the series (laughs) is over. (laughs) The replacement Colonel Sanders statue at the actual branch that was originally stolen back in 1985, and you've got to remember this is all the way in 2003. Yeah. It's bolted down to the ground (laughs) to make sure that it doesn't get stolen. heavily fortified and guarded. So they all bring it inside of it. So anyway, the Tigers go on and lose the Japanese series. So the curse is seen as still being alive. That's terrible. Finally, in 2019, on March 10th, after being missing for 24 years, divers are preparing for the construction work on the canal and they recover the statue. Oh, no. Now, at first they thought it was a large barrel and then shortly after that they thought it was a human corpse. <laughs> but Hanch and Tiger's fans were on the scene and they quickly identified and tell the media that this is the upper body of the long lost colonel. And so the me- it becomes a media circus where there's several helicopters hovering above the canal <laughs> <laughs> and the media's there. This is and the and lead story year. of the Naturally.
1: resurrection of yeah. the upper torso of, the, of kernel. the kernel,
0: They've got a media chopper above. There's
1: a huge crowd. There's all the media there. Is it like a sacred site where they're saying you can't remove it? No, uh, they're all, all there wanting,
0: hoping they find the rest of the statue because they've found the torso. So they're like, yeah. the curse is over if you find the whole thing. So yeah. all the Tiger fans there, all of a sudden when this happening, finally they locate the lower half and lift it out of the water and a huge cheer goes up <laughs> from the crowd like they go nuts. <laughs> they've found oh, the thing. Okay. And one of the construction workers who was working on it told the local media it felt like he was rescuing a real person. <laughs> Such was the emotion of the crowd. So they found the, the legs and the torso. The spokesperson for KFC's Take Your Headquarters gives a quote and says about the torso and about the, <laughs> the legs. He was apparently found standing upright, which is fitting because although he was a nice man, he could also be very strict and demanding <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're saying it was found
0: upright. Yeah, in the sludge. In just the sludge. Said, well, that's what they said, yeah. So I just love that you can be very
1: strict and demanding. It'd be like discovering Atlantis or something. Yeah, you I know, know, you're it's underwater like, and you're coming through and you see this, is it Ulysses? Is it? Uh, no, no, it's, it's the Colonel. The <laughs> KFC then take...
0: Hold of the statue, I bet they do. and they give it a restoration. But it's all when we put the pictures up, it's all pockmarked and gray, and it's been in toxic sludge for
1: 20 <laughs> odd years, so it doesn't look great. He's still got his necktie, yeah, still, still, he's still yeah, there. Yeah, still there. He's, well, so, the the top two is so
0: anything. There. What's interesting is though, they then put it on display at several locations. Around I mean, it goes on area. tour. Yeah, it goes on tour for people to see. And then since then they've moved it to KFC's Japanese headquarters where it's no longer viewable by the public without an invitation. What? It's like this, they're not letting it go again. It's like the London Museum. <laughs> I'm
1: surprised they didn't put it in an <laughs> it, offer I think it's and like, keep it. From... You know
0: that last scene of Raiders
1: of the Lost Ark <laughs> where they push the Ark oh, <laughs> into that giant? Gr- do it again. Yeah. Harrison Ford, one more, <laughs> the the return of the Kentucky so the
0: problem was the statue was missing an arm, and the colonel's glasses as well were missing from things. That's so, pretty
1: typical for a statue.
0: Arms, yeah, legs. arms missing. Yeah. yeah, and so fans are worried that until the statue is made whole again, oh my god, they won't win another series. And they've been in the Japan series three times: two thousand three, two thousand five, and two thousand fourteen, and lost all of them, and haven't still not won. And to this day, the Japanese it still, still think the and the curse of the colonel. Still exists.
1: That is an amazing story. Very All, all I want to do now is go and get permission from head office in Kentucky to be <laughs> and see that statue. We should make a pilgrimage. Let's make a pilgrimage, a Mecca-style pilgrimage. We go there and we ask permission and we get like a one-on-one <laughs> with, with the colonel. Imagine in a dark
0: room, well-wished. Surely we need to try and find the arm and the, and the glasses, you know. There's a – if you can put an ashtray back in a car <laughs> – this is not even going to be your I finest. Like it. That shows you, the, you one of the crazy. Now, our next curse that we'll move on to, which I love, this is taking us to football. So, football,
1: whereabouts in the world.
0: This is in at your favourite place, Birmingham City.
1: Okay, here one we go. One of the go. most exciting uh, cities in the world. We saw from the Commonwealth Games. I spent a day there. It was too long. It really
0: was. (laughs) Because I just love how these curses start. Birmingham City moved into their stadium, St. Andrews, all the way back on Boxing Day 1908, right? So this is going back in time. The new stadium, though, came with a 100-year-old curse, which is – an optional extra you don't really want okay. in a stadium, I think. Did they disclose that? Uh, like <laughs> a chattel? Is the, it like it comes with that's the It's <laughs> in, the, in the section 32, yeah, can yeah. we see? The rumour was that a group of uh, Romani people, now they were called gypsies, gypsies, but that was obviously, as life has moved on, seen as a slur. So the Romani people, they'd been there on that land and it would seen that they were evicted from the area to make way for the stadium and they put a curse on as a party, this
1: is their strong suit too, as yeah. I understand it. That they're, they're, just, no, they're pretty good. People
0: tend to believe if it's a if yeah. yeah, there's a Romani oh, curse. Yeah. Yeah, you take that seriously. It. So once this happened, it seemed that over the years it seemed like this curse was much like the curse of the colonel, <laughs> less fast food related, but it seemed to have a bigger impact. So in nine oh eight, the first year they're in this new stadium, the curse has just been put on. The club's relegated to the second division. Okay, so not going well. Then during World War Two, two German bombs hit the ground. Oh, wow. Causing significant damage. And as a result, the stadium's closed by police and it's the only ground in the whole country to actually be shut during the war. So bad luck right there. Yeah. It's fixed relatively quickly, though. And in 1942, it's reopened, even though the war's still on. Sure. Unfortunately, this time it got in trouble because it actually burnt down. And what happened was, it wasn't German bombs this time, there was a small fire that occurred in the stadium, and a member of the National Fire Service was there um, whose job is to stop things burning down. Yes. He saw the fire. He grabbed a bucket, believing it contained water, and threw it onto the fire, although for some reason the bucket contained petrol. I mean, that's a rookie mistake.
1: That <laughs> right there is this is a fire marshal. <laughs> this is a f- member of the fire service. Is he reprimanded for that? Well, I mean, is there some kind of inquiry where they go? finished off what the Nazis couldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like a He didn't know what he was doing. So, i got it, guys. <laughs> I've got this, this guy. On the fire. Also, who leaves a bucket of petrol? Uh, well, it sounds like an inside job to me. <laughs> it
0: does. Like the insurance money was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Just ask quickly, why did they put the curse on in the first place?
0: Because they got moved off where the ground so was. they burnt. got off to go right. Yeah, they said this was right. our Thank land you. and then you've moved us along. Good luck with it. They probably left a bucket of petrol. <laughs> yeah,
1: <they laughs> <did>. Probably them. <laughs> and yeah.
0: they'd been putting it there for years yeah. and finally paid off. The financial hit to the club then took more than a decade for the stand to even be rebuilt. And so the curse was seen as, like, terrible. By the 1980s, the club's continuous fortune was so bad that the manager, Ron Saunders, he took to hanging crucifixes from the floodlights. In an attempt to negate the curse, and yeah. it's had no effect. Like big ones?
1: Not huge ones, but yeah, on every one he hung it. You don't think
0: you think size was the problem?
1: Well, scale. Yeah. If you're hanging one from the rear vision mirror, it will be of a certain size. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you're on a floodlight, you're respecting it pretty you know, well. Remember, big cross, with the case of the black ball.
0: cats, they got the Catholic Church involved. Yes, they did. And that didn't work either. Lot that a good net, did So I'm thinking. The holy water? Have they thought about cross trumps. Yeah. <laughs> Romani cursed trumps or black cats too.
1: Which yeah. cr- it seems to trump the cross. But if you're going to hang across from a floodlight, I would have thought you'd you need a big back one. up a truck. Yeah, you know. Otherwise, I'd be getting Colonel
0: Sanders involved. <laughs> These things, damn. The- so this doesn't work. So finally, in December 1993, Barry Fry's appointed, and the club's fortune seems to be changing. He wins. Two of the first three games as manager and people say, okay. Oh, this is going We're well. We're on here. Three months later though, there's no further wins. And Fry started to believe in the curse. <laughs> he started to go, I think this curse is not good. Yeah. He decides that the best way is to approach the Romani
1: community for advice Bang. on how to lift it. I was gonna say, go back and get, throw yourself yeah. at the mercy of the court and go, guys, how can we fix this? Yeah. What are you what a bit we... like going to the manager of the local KFC. <laughs> begging forgiveness, right? Go
0: to the source. So, so th- he does this? He does this. So Barry Fry says, we called in a bloke to lift the curse and he told me that the only way to fix it was to go and have a pee in all four corners of the ground. <laughs> now, oh, how much money would gee. you bet he was, that Romani that bloke? Mate, pulling is pulling the piss. Just- <laughs> He probably said to his mate after, "I'm yeah. not even Romanian. Nah. <laughs> I'm
1: from Hungary. Yeah, kind of a wee in the corner, and then do a poo in the middle."
0: So right. he says you have to go wee in each yeah. of the corner thing. So Fry said, "I'm not normally superstitious, but after three months, I was willing to try anything." <laughs> so I went and took a leak on all four corner flags. It took me a while. It's not that easy. Boy, it's like marking your territory, I suppose. Yeah, well, you've got to you've got to have a few drinks, I think, to get the the liquid up. He said, "Lo and behold, we went on to win 7 of our next 10 <laughs> games, drawing twice and losing just once. So it must have worked." Well, there you go. Curse lifted. Now the interesting thing here is urine is a fertilizer. So I like to imagine the groundskeepers <laughs> wondering why the corner posts, the grass is growing faster Look than at everywhere these little else oasis in the <laughs> corner of the ground. Seems lush. That shows you like the craziness of how the human mind works with sport and curses, yeah, right? You've got people believing in the Colonel and the curse <laughs> of the Colonel. you got people lift urinating it. in all four corner flags. That seems appropriate to me. Seems so. weird. Our last curse was very short. shows you the downside of believing in this. Okay, here we go. What's the sport? In 2008, it's soccer in Zimbabwe. Players from a second division team, which is called Midland Portland Cement. Yes. Which is okay. a great. What well, well, a great name. What a great club name. In fact, I want a Midland Portland Cement top. Sure. The coaches believe that the team had been cursed by bad spirits and needed to be cleansed. And so they said, you need to go and cleanse yourself in the Zambezi River. So this is where Victoria Falls is. It's a huge right. river. The only problem is the Zambezi River's got a massively strong current and is teeming with crocodiles in hippopotamus. hippopotamuses.
1: Okay.
0: Now, hippopotamuses, they're the deadliest land mammal. Absolutely.
1: They kill 500 people per year in Africa. But still somehow look humorous to me. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they walk on the bottom of the river, You know, hippo. Uh, that's it's uh, overlooked. I know because if you me, saw a crocodile and a hippo, the crocodile's the one you're worrying about, yeah, right? No, the hippo's gonna. The hippo's oh, the boy, one boy, who's boy, gonna, boy, gonna get you. They're more aggressive than a crocodile, but comical somehow. I love it when they do a, <laughs> they do a poo and they brush their tail like a like a propeller, <laughs> and it just flicks it everywhere. Do you I think you can't of, learn that for cuteness? Cross with deadliness, there's nothing that nothing has the same level of Maybe extremes. the wombat. <laughs> <laughs> My mum got bitten by a wombat, but that's another you story. You remember it bitten by a wombat? Yeah, so we heard this noise at our front door. Uh, it was like a scuffling noise and she she went out and opened the door and couldn't see anyone, thought it was kids. Like those neighbours are neighbors. mucking around, and then honk. It looks down and there's a wombat and it bit her on the ankle. So it just knocked on the door to bite her. Well, I don't know. People are well, going to just... listen to this and go, do you know in Australia,
0: <laughs> wombats just wander up to your house and bite you. Hey, there's a wombat. What did a... the wombat have against you? It seems know. like it's I gone really out of its You Call it fats. That's a good name for a wombat, isn't it? So anyway, they tell them to go in. 16 players go in to the river. Oh, my 15 God. 15 come out. <laughs> How long did they have to be in there? What were they doing? <laughs> they just went in for a cleanse. Wow, that's not a good one.
1: So there we are. Some of my favourite superstitions. I'd love to hear if listeners have got good superstitions. I would love to hear from that too, from all sports. Something from say badminton, you know. Oh, yeah. Something from darts. I bet you there's a big. I like I like curses. I also like
0: superstitions of players when they do crazy things before games. The, 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 the rituals. The rituals. So people got them. I'm very up for that, but I think it will be very hard for someone
1: to top the curse of Colonel Sanders. I know this sounds crazy, but I have a craving right now <laughs> for a six-piece chicken pack <laughs> well, with chips, maybe some gravy. Well, can I just say in closing, thanks to you, we can go get
0: a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like more Sports bizarre, things get even bizarrer, join our membership program, Bazaar Plus, very easy to do, just follow the link in the show notes for this podcast or go to Bazaarplus.com to join Bizarre Plus, our membership program. Cheers.